watching that television show I taped yesterday. Get over here! We, I found something freaking sweet. It's so cool. What? What's what? What's cool? Tell me. It, it's culture. We there's a little doll, and, and it sings your favorite songs, like all the Steely Dan songs. That's a human. Why would you mention Steely Dan? What is going on? It's just a, it's a, is it artist? I'm just trying to show you this thing. Do you want to? Anyway, it's a cool song. Do you want to go like abandon our way of life and you know live with uh, the aliens now? Uh. Yes, yes. Just too um, much Steely Dan here on, on the Macross. I have another doll that plays like a dubstep version of like a bunch of kids' cartoons. That's pretty cool. It's a banger. Oh, yeah, that, that's that's what I'm about. Uh, think, yeah. Hit Techno Mix Backyardigans. That, that goes pretty hard. I don't know if you've have you listened to the Techno Mix of Backyardigans. Uh, no. What is it like? EDM Mix 2.7 or something? <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I, I bang to it. I mean, not... That's not what that means. <laughs> I, I, audience, I have, I have not had sex to the tech that makes it the backyardigans, but not that particular I would, mix. I, I would, I would if if offered. Anyway, welcome to the show. We got some fun stuff for you today. We got two exciting episodes of a show, the same show, cut up in a weird way, and it's me, Shane, and it's the, my host with the most. He's got so much of love. It's Manny. Hey, I'm Manny. What's up, Shane? Hello. What? How are you feeling today? Give us a word about how you are feeling. Uh, I just took a 94-minute nap uh, until I was rudely awakened by somebody. It was me. Uh, about, about some sort of podcast or something, whatever. Yeah, we need to do the podcast. What those are. Uh, but yes, great nap. You know, you should. people should nap more. My... I never nap. I am a never napper. Yeah, and look at you. Look at you. You're right. Go look in the mirror and see what you see. I'm beautiful. How dare you? Uh, I was not talking yeah. about your appearance. I'm just talking oh. about your the, your outlook on life, man. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a, well, I mean, I guess I am like doomer pilled about politics. <laughs> but Have you ever considered singing through adversity? Is that like the thing they do to raise money for cancers or whatever? Is that like hands across America, but for singing? Yes, exactly like that. And you call in and you don't donate a certain amount and you get a tote bag. Wow. We're, we're helping save the world. Heather's the musical is kind of about this. Uh, I know what that is. Yes, totally. It's the, the musical based on the hit movie Heather's, the 1980s kind of edgy cult classic. I've never actually seen the movie, but I have seen the musical multiple times because it's pretty good. Uh, yes, I'm following what you're saying. Okay. I think I may, I may have shown you a song from it that you, you thought was funny. But You've shown me lots of things that I thought were funny that I don't know where they're from. 
uh, and I'm pretty sure you're going to continue to. You, you uh, so, make it sound so, like like I'm threatening you with them. I mean, you do sometimes. I do. I do sometimes. Sometimes I feel like held hostage. Watch this, or it's over. It's for you. Over. It's curtains for you. You've been you've been playing uh, anything cool? You've been watching anything cool? What's uh? Give us a brief. You know, we're, we're, there's no voice actor segment today. Manny said. There's there's too many episodes and not enough voice actors, so he's 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 getting out of the game. You know he might come back if he's needed for the remaining five voice actors, but not today. Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll come back as a pinch hitter once once it's uh, you know once it's down 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 to whatever. Anyway, I've been playing Bejeweled Three. It's a good really? game. You should play Bejeweled huh. Three. Hey, I'm not really. Oh, it's good. It's a good game. Okay. My mom really liked Bejeweled. For a while. Oh. Uh, tell her I said, yes, you're right. It's a good game. I tried to get her to do the, the no smoking mode to get her to stop smoking, but it didn't make her stop smoking. Did she play Bejeweled, though? Yeah, she she enjoyed the rest of Bejeweled, just not the no smoking mode. <laughs> you remember that? Is that still in the game, the no smoking mode? Uh, I don't know. I played I played uh, uh, an emulated PS3 version. I don't think it's in there. Oh, they 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 need the PS3 owners to smoke to play that game. They want to smoke so they can buy that PS Plus. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of mothers, I've been playing Mother for the NES. Uh, they've uh, back translated the fan translation for the GBA, you know, thing that there's like a, a Mother One Plus Two GBA thing that they they translated, and then they brought over because it's a superior translation than the the weird localized one. Uh, apparently, I don't actually know. I guess, but uh, it's go ahead. Give me a comment. I do. You still think that that lamp thing is hilarious? It's it's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know why you're such a lamp hater. It's very. It's very. It's like. So I, I think it's part of it's because like maybe you were expecting something. They're like, hey, you know, look. Here's the beginning of this game. Something wacky is going to happen. And, you know, you're you're all prepped for your wacky. I wasn't expecting anything wacky. Like I think you you thought I would be expecting something wacky, and you thought, oh, he's gonna love this lamp bit. It's gonna be great. You must have been expecting something because I showed you a point. I like you. You wouldn't expect him to just walk out of the room with nothing happening. Because then you'd be like, why? Why did you show me this? Anyway, I'm I was just, not. I'm just saying, lamps, mm, lame. It's okay. Well, uh, you know, too. Sorry, sorry to rain on your parade. Please tell me about how great uh, Earthbound or whatever is. Earthbound Beginnings, Earthbound Zero are both the the names people have have called it in the past. I just think Mother maybe makes more sense. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's I like thank fucking Christ I'm playing it on an emulator because there is so much annoying grinding in this game, and if you die, it is deeply annoying to like revive people but you know that that being said so you know don't if you're playing this game in, in the 80s or whatever uh, i would understand if you hated it but and, and even like with all those those things i'm doing to kind of helpfully grind and, and make sure you don't have to spend 15 minutes walking across the, the desert to get like my life back and everything but with with that said like the think the fun things that it's doing are very fun you got like pretty fun writing you got like moments where, like whoa this is like crazy to do in an nes game of all things uh that you know the lamp thing i mentioned is, is fun 
uh, like when it's not be deeply annoying with its mechanics, it is very charming and doing a lot of fun, fun things. And the music, I know you you hate eight bit music in general, but I think the music in this game is pretty good. Uh, okay, yeah, thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, it was really difficult to let you have this section to talk about uh, Planet Mother Two or whatever. Okay, let's 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 get on. Uh, we're we're you're you're so eager to move on to this this JoJo segment. We're going to start it right now. Guess what? It's oh, standing JoJo. ovation. Yeah, we could have talked about Mother longer, but you had to go. You didn't have anything to say about cool little. You know, his name is Ninten for short. Like Who's that's name? the main character. The main character of Mother, his name is Ninten. Pretty I wonder dumb, what that's huh? in reference to. Huh? <laughs> I, I renamed him Activity, like Activision. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I, I kept everyone else's name the same. Anyway, standing ovation. Move on over, crowd. We got a fun little guy this time. Uh, this might be Manny's least favorite one yet. I think it's it's got everything that Manny hates. Ooh. And that it's it's a non traditional stand, and it's gross. Now, Manny, I've included two pictures, and and for uh, kind of a first time, I believe, outside of some maybe a little bit of like naming kanji or whatever, there's some text here. So I'm going to want you to first describe what you see in the first picture, then you know, just kind of want you to read what it says in the second picture. Uh, okay, so there's a guy getting getting like Thanos snapped. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just like disappearing into dust. He's got a nameplate that says doctor. Is that is that him? Yeah, he's a doctor. Okay, so he's getting he's getting snapped. Uh, there's a speech bubble coming out of him, but it's just dot 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 dot. So he's got nothing to say about this situation happening to him. Uh, he's, he's got a melancholy look on his face, I'd say. Uh, and then I'm looking at the at the other panel. Yeah, what and, does it say? Uh, what does it say, Manny? I can even enter through. Your urethras. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you think this guy does? Uh, does he turn himself into into dust and enter the body? Yeah. Through any orifice. Uh huh. Pretty yeah, including, cool. Including u- urethras. That's it. This uh, is uh, Doctor Wu, which is a Steely Dan song. That's why I mentioned it in the beginning. I was wondering why you were just throwing <laughs> Steely Dan in here. Like you're not, to... you're not one to just mention Steely Dan unprompted out of nowhere, having never mentioned Steely Dan in the previous 10 years. Steely Dan, one of the few concerts I've ever been to in my life. Uh, I did oh. not enjoy it. I thought it was very boring. And I was, I was like on my phone for the rest of it, uh, which is, which is, which I was like a nearly empty stadium. So, <laughs> uh, everyone else also did not care about Steely Dan. My friend was there. He's like, how oh, you? You're like not having a good time, Steely Dan. And I was like, I'm so bored. Uh, I'm not a big music guy in general, so no offense, to, you know, Steely Dan, if you're listening, um, whichever one of you is still alive out there, I'm sorry, but not a fan. Uh, I don't know if they played Doctor Wu. Uh, I don't think Part Eight was around, so I wouldn't have have cared. Uh, or maybe it was around. I don't think they got to him uh, yet, if I recall. But anyway, now back uh, to urethras. Back to urethras. So he has uh, two abilities. Uh, that the name of his, his doctor is, is Wu Tamaki, you know, um, and then his stand is, is Dr. Wu. Uh, Dr. Wu allows uh, the user to break apart his body into small, independently controlled stones, then reconstruct himself 
The particles have no power besides floating around with the wind. His gravel form can induce an allergic reaction to those he attacks if inhaled, as he essentially a foreign body. He can also add other substances to his gravel form, such as ground-up sleeping pills, which he uses to try to subdue various uh, enemies he fights. Oh, I thought you were going to say something problematic there. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it, it's I mean, if you're putting ground-up sleeping pills like in your body and then going into people, I think there's something deeply problematic happening there anyway. Okay, yeah, a different kind of problematic, but yes, you're right. Uh, can 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 Doctor Wu here enter through belly buttons? I don't, I don't think I don't think like a belly button is an orifice in that way, right? I think it just ends. Okay, I don't. I'm not an expert. I I'm not. I'm not a yeah. belly button expert either. I, I'm not. I'm not certified in in belly button uh, science or whatever. But yeah, if you go into water, you just don't take in water through your belly button. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. Here. You, <laughs> okay. you sound like more of a belly button expert than I am. Uh, he, he has uh, one other thing he does. Uh, so when when he does enter their orifice, he can fuse with body parts such as bones, ligaments, and tendons. Uh, however, it seems the ability to uh, oh god, how do you say this? Uh, parasitize is that it? Okay, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, parasitize someone is uh, tied to a particular rock, acting as a beacon for the rest of the gravel and paralyzing its victim at the same time. Uh, he could even uh, do this, uh, like he could take control of their body once he's in there too, and even even control their stand if they have one. And uh, that's that's basically it. And he he indeed at one point goes into someone's urethra to to control them. What do you think about this guy? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I got nothing on him. I, I, uh, how how does he get? beat or whatever i don't want to say that. i don't want to say that on the show i don't want to spoil it okay but he does get beat yeah beaten yeah he's not he's not the main character do, um, do, do, does I, does the person that beat him up like close their urethra or something <laughs> i i don't remember the specifics of the fight enough that that way okay. I, I need to i need to reread party and then I'll, I'll i'll remember to tell you i'll remember to tell you how dr wu gets beaten uh, How would I you look, beat him? I look forward to it. Uh, if, if you were fighting Doctor Wu, you knew he was going to try to go up your urethra. How how would you battle against him? Well, I mean, I'd have to like make sure there's I bring a, like a Q-tip or something. <laughs> Just like shove it in there. Yes, <laughs> nasty. You. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to die. I mean, through fair. my urethra. I I think everyone can agree with that. No one no one wants to die through their urethra. Uh, do you like his ability? Do you think it's like cool or interesting? Uh, it is not cool. <laughs> it is not cool at all, man. Kids, you may think that going through people's urethras is cool, but guess what? It's breaking a lot of boundaries and it's unsanitary. And it's just uncool. Yeah. And it's just uncool. Do you remember Robotech is a proud sponsor of, of a new bill? Your, your outthra which is a new bill to make less people go into urethras and stay out of them. Uh, yes, uh, we're co-sponsoring it here. <laughs> uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, deeply problematic hangers on in that bill, but please ignore those. Those, those aren't important. Anyway. All right. Well, that's, that's maybe enough of, uh, of, of Dr. Wu for a lifetime. Uh, but do you, do you understand why I chose him? His relation to this episode? Uh, 
No. The, the, the Daedalus attack thing, he, he, they open up a big hole and a bunch of little tiny people go into it. I mean, you could have used this in the Daedalus attack titular no. episode. No, people didn't, people didn't go into that hole. People, people uh, shot out of that hole. It's very different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what, the, yes. Categorically people, people shot out of an arm. That's normal. That's like a, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like see them as Zinger Z shooting his fist out and be like, oh, that's like, that's like Dr. Wu over here. But like a bunch of tiny little people going into an orifice. That's Dr. Wu. Uh, I, I don't know why they went in there. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I think also a good thing to say if you're fighting Doctor Wu. I don't know why you went in there, dude. That's weird. I don't like. It. Uh, yeah, stay out of there, man. It's no good. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for another rousing standing ovation. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about some uh, some some macros. Maybe I'm gonna read your your little macro summary. Okay. Uh, sure. Read it. Whatever. I don't care. Do it. I, I dare you. This is episode 22, Love Concert. The Blue Wind Gang is still showing off their Minmay doll, and it's a real hit. All the homies are ready to commit treason for a chance to catch a Minmay concert live and in person. This protoculture stuff is so dangerous that Badolza orders Brigitte to capture another Myclone, which I'm sure will work out great. During this capture operation, the Blue Wind Gang are planning their surrender. Even Wimpy... I don't know how to say that guy's name... Torica Jide. Yeah, Torica Jide wants to go to the Macross. Oh, that storied and lovable character, Torica Jide. Yep, everything is totally under control on the Zentradi side. Forget all that treason stuff, though, because Hikaru is having a whole moment. What's he even doing there anyway? You know, I, I realized this last time. I think I'm starting to do like a Toy Galaxy reading of, of this. You know, the, the guy that did does all those like 80s cartoon videos on YouTube? Uh, no, but yeah. I do his, his copy a lot. Uh, anyway, what's the point of anything? I know how you feel, bud. Almost like a Zentradi deserter. All it takes to shake off his blues is a Minmay poster. Speaking on Minmay, she's doing a concert, and the slow jam she's singing has the entire bridge crew in a whole mood. Rest in peace, Fokker. Creepy guy food eyes. Too commercial. Exodor has a brilliant plan. They're going to take a Daedalus attack right on the kisser and use that opening to get some battle pods inside the Macross. The only problem with that plan is the whole thing about soldiers wanting to surrender. The battle of Macrosses. The Macross Daedaluses, the Zentradi invade. I think uh, you said uh, Zentadi there. Haha. The Zentadi invade, the Blue Wind AWOLs. This whole invasion thing really puts a damper on Min May's awesome concert. But just as the crowds are evacuating, Kaifun goes full Fraser Crane and pushes Minmay to continue the concert. That's Sounds something like Fraser would do, right? Oh, 100%. Easily. Uh, that'd be a, oh God, can you imagine how good an episode of a Fraser Crane X Macross would be? <laughs> it would go so well. Um, that, 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 that's what you should do. Next time, instead of doing a voice actor, you just write fan fiction that you read on air about. Razor Crane and, and Macross. Uh, just just replace Daphne with Minmay. <laughs> you could never replace Daphne with Minmay. How dare you? Okay, replace Minmay with Daphne. Okay, there we go. Now we're we're talking. <laughs> She's just like a famous psychic. I, I didn't I didn't realize how much I love Daphne until uh, that that reaction surprised even me when I when I realized how easily I would put Daphne over over Minmay there. <laughs> 
Uh, and I like Minmay. Anyway. Uh, sounds like a dumb idea, but okay, man. Passives of power and, and all that. The Zentradi invaders finally make their way to the concert hall, leaving a trail of destruction behind them. And as if moved by Minmay's song, some of them stop their attack. Kaifun takes a stage light to the dome, which was good to see. Hikaru calls out to Minmay as the episode ends. Wonder how he'd feel about learning that she was just making ugly faces to make Kaifun forget about the pain. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say in media res is how it ends, but I know that's, that's like the opposite of what that word means. No, it, it wasn't quite like a cliffhanger. No, I, I call it a cliffhanger in mine. How embarrassing. Like the, the, there's not much cliffhangery here, I think. Yeah. There, there's no Mr. Warfire. fire. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah, good good summary. Thank you. Creepy Kaifu Nice to commercial. They really take a stab at that in Robotech. Man, what was up with those eyes? Why why uh I mean Robotech uh, Robotech has an idea about what's up with those eyes. Let, uh, let's, yes. let's get let's get there first, because I'll talk a little bit about it in my summary. because uh, then you know we gotta uh we'll but we'll 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 circle around back. That's probably one of the only things while they're circling back around. To yes, this. really the um, only thing I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so read mine, please. I'm begging you, Manny. Please, uh, please read mine. Like you need me to? Is that, please. Is that, uh, what, what was that term you used earlier? Go- goober, goomer, gooning, gooning. You're about to say it again. Oh, <laughs> multiple oh. times. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, why? Why? What's the? <laughs> yeah, something wrong why, with the the name there. Why is this titled Battle Hyman? Oh, I must have mis- I must have miswrote. Oh, it's battle him. How embarrassing for me! What oh, a wow. how 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 shameful just, that I just made you say that. Close your urethra right up and, and shame. <laughs> it's uh, it's already jam tight, Manny. Did I write but but Badolza's name wrong? Did you? Uh, what's here? Who who cares, Manny? Let's 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 continue. Well, I mean, you're wrong here because his name is just Dolza in, oh. in Robotech. Okay, well, if I'm wrong, that's important. You're right. So what a, what a loser. What a loser. Sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Baldoza is busy gooning. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wasn't laughing at the gooning. I was just laughing at how soon I used it. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting it to really hit you, huh? I didn't think it was going to be the fourth word in this thing here. Gooning always surprises you with how, how fast you can use it. All right, just don't use cuckold <laughs> again. And I'll be fine. Uh, Baldoza is busy gooning in his entrotic goon chair. Uh, that, that was really a whole man cave setup he's got there, isn't it? He looks so pathetic in there. <laughs> he looks this, so this sad. Little coffee table, like empty yeah. coffee table. Yeah, you know, he, it smells so bad. He has like <laughs> he has dishes that have not been changed out. Uh, what is he? He's gooning in his entrotic <laughs> goon chair. Did you see that chair had like <laughs> thrusters in the back of it or whatever? Like sci-fi thrusters for for maximum goonage. Oh man, <laughs> he's he, I mean he's gooning in that goon chair watching the hot new film Small and or Little White Dragon, and he's like, "Wow, this martial arts shit is the greatest single threat to the Zentradi." Uh, directly off screen, Blue Wind. Uh, how, did, how did I used to say that? Blue Wind. Yeah, is busy it. being the single greatest threat to the Zentradi as they culture pill all their friends into defecting. It is a straight-up revolution over there. Uh, such is the power of even bad singing. I mean, th- they've never heard any singing. They, they don't, as far as they yeah. know, this is good, the fantastic, amazing singing. Yeah, this is the best. Yeah. 
Like, this is like um I'm trying to think of like an artist I want to dunk on for comparison. Ricky Martin. Um, yeah, yeah, fuck sure. Ricky Martin. It's like they only had Ricky Martin uh, as their only singer. Or no, no, no. What about William Shatner? What if like the William Shatner oh, of, like the, singing that record? song? That song? Yeah. yeah, Rocket Man. That's the only one they got. This is Trotty. Uh no, it's it's on the top. It's uh, Nimoy singing Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> and on the bottom, like the the switch on the Minmay doll, and the other yeah, one is Rocket yeah. Man. Uh, meanwhile, Tusat to Goon is Rick Hunter thinking of all his dead friends. Even though he's just had a whole thing with Lisa last episode, Rick is still a teenager, and his hormones demand Minmay. He decides that sim- I thought about using the word simping. Also, uh, I thought about it, and I was like. This is too shane of a word for me. Yeah. I we, we uh, need to have our, our separation of, yeah. of the tones. Yeah, you're you're the simping authority out here <laughs> of of the two of us. Uh he decides that simping for Minme will be the juice he needs to make it through his misery. Minme herself is in the midst of another concert with music so powerful it psycho crushes both Claudia and Lisa. Uh who's thinking about Kyle and I guess specifically his anti war politics. That was a weird thing for her to be thinking about at yeah. that moment, right? Uh huh. Yeah, very strange, very yeah. odd case of the. For some reason, this Robotech episode has two exclusive monologues that are very confusing. Yeah, for every character. Uh, in that scene where she's thinking to back to Kyle, uh, you can hear what Kyle is saying on the TV. You can't hear what he's saying in, in Macross. Yeah. Uh huh. They, they just, you know, you're, it was there for effect. Uh, for his part, Kyle has his own Robotech exclusive monologue where uh did I say that right? Robotech yeah, Robotech yeah. exclusive? Yeah, that's surprise I was gonna say rolled off the tongue surprisingly well. Robotech Ro- exclusive. No, but there's no S between Robotech <laughs> Okay. Uh Kyle has his own Robotech exclusive monologue wherein he anti simps from Inmay, uh furious over the attention he's receiving instead of the war effort. That weird, huh? So weird. Yeah, let, let's let, let, let's finish. We'll, we'll talk about the monologue draft. We're done. Let's finish. Uh, the Zentradi, who aren't being cultured, unveil their new plan of the week: bait out a dateless attack and have their bottle pods crawl into the macros like so many isopods into a gaping urethra. <laughs> yeah, I, Manny, me, myself. Uh, loved saying and thinking <laughs> about this parentheses cuckhole. Um, I think you're abusing your power to make me say whatever you want, but but I think I think I was ready for it this time. Okay, I'm I glad think you I, I was I was mentally prepared for this. You know what? I, you know I was so prepared. I'm just gonna read it again. <laughs> the Zentradi horned being cultured unveil their new plan of the week bait out a daedalus attack and have their battle pods crawl into the macross like so many isopods into a gaping urethra i manny loved saying and thinking about this cuck hole this plan good. sounds good enough uh thank you thank you maybe you should just keep that uh this plan sounds good enough to blue wind and their ilk who now have a clear avenue to find their way onto the macross to defect in their Roman togas. Why are they just wearing those again? <laughs> Didn't they just bring the clothes they had? That's earlier? their culture. Their culture outfit for culture. Oh, they're this, it's their potato sacks. They're, they're 
they're ready to take in any and all culture in those sacks. As the battle begins to cross, Kyle demands that Minmay keep singing to keep the populace calm. Uh, I think I think they should have just evacuated to safety, but that's Probably. just me. Uh, slightly later, he will get whacked by a falling stage light. Thank you for mentioning that. Uh, I really appreciated that that falling mm-hmm. stage light. Uh, I really appreciated how, like after that stage light hit him, it spun around a few times on the ground. Like it, I just really enjoyed it. Got a little bit of a spin to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. As the battle pods cause mass destruction in Macross City, Max does some sick. Uh, what? What is this? Sick plus baller plus ratio. I don't know what that means. Max <laughs> does some sick plus baller plus ratio moves that cause a nearby Melia to realize she's found the warrior she was seeking. The episode ends on a cliffhanger. Wow, that's like exactly what I said it wasn't. Oh, wow. The episode ends on a cliffhanger. As Rick runs towards the camera, I'm coming for you, Min May. <laughs> I, I didn't write it gross like that, okay? that <laughs> I wrote a very gross summary. I'll admit it. Perhaps, perhaps a filthy summary. I did. I said it normally. I wrote, "I'm coming for you, Min May." Uh, I feel like he didn't scream it as much as as he just uh, he could have. He like I didn't feel the the worry in Rick. Uh, Hikaru just yelled Min May, I think, but but I felt the desperation in his voice. I heard it. I was there. Gave me goosebumps, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, as as always, you know, voice um, performances are going to be better. What do you th- What did you think about this episode? Uh, I thought this. I thought it was a good episode. I, I think um, the second half was was a little bit uh, stronger. Uh, you know, just as the plot, as a plot yeah. thing. I mean, I, what I'll say, the thing that really made me like go over was the the blue wind running the fucking culture revolution. I popped for that. I think that's fucking awesome. It's so cool. Uh, I, I loved that montage uh, of like Zentradi, like spreading the word and running to hear the yeah. May song. It's so funny how easy it is because like, like Zentrata you'd think would be like the hardest people in the world to convince the defect, but they all just love music so much. And those, those blue wind guys like, listen, it's fucking awesome over there. We need to do it. They have that like whole, whole conversation where they're, they're like getting this, this guy is a little bit shy. He's like, come on, dude, come on. It's going to be awesome over there. You're going to love it. He's like, okay, Look, we'll then, give you this yeah. picture. Come on. It's yeah. It'd be great. Uh, I, uh, I love everything about that. That's the shit I really pop for. Um, the romance stuff, you know, a little, little weird, um, kind, kind of a little bit regressive. Doesn't feel like it uh, follows cleanly over the last episode, but I think part of that friction that it doesn't is, is maybe what's interesting about it. Uh, it, it's, it feels like, like it didn't watch the previous episode or last two episodes. And well, no, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think, I think I, I, it what? didn't quite work for me, like like you's like you're trying to justify it. But well, yes. let's let's take it at its, you know, let's say it like it's not making a, a ludicrous mistake or something. I don't like I don't think there would be a reason for there to be a weird production thing. So let's take it as it is that you know these two characters went on on a date and like found an emotional connection, and immediately after they're both unable to think about like anything but their their initial a beloved. Right? They're they're still stuck. You know, like you, you take those first steps out of it, but like as soon as you pause, as soon as you think, you know, Rick is still back to Domine and God help her, Misa is back to, to fucking Typhoon. He's like, 
maybe like have, have we even seen her talk to him yeah i uh, remember the whole thing with uh he refused a, a handkerchief from from her because she was yeah, in the military that's, that's it right and that's that's all it took just refusing that handkerchief and and now Mises is all about all about kung fu man over there yeah i mean d- deeply embarrassing I'd say like more more so even for for Misa than than for Hikaru to be into this guy who literally does not give her the time of day. Like I think I think if you if she went and asked him like, hey, what's the time of day? He'd be like, fuck off, military idiot. He would not. He'd refuse it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minmei, Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Much much more complicated situation between Hikaru and Minmei. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's an interesting thing thing to think about. Then rather like them just immediately. Um, like falling in love with each other, like you know, there's still something there, but like they're still both super attached to to what they are. And in fact, like in this episode, Hikaru makes a deeply problematic—I uh, don't know if that's the right word—let's uh, just say like a deeply fucked up like resolution to live for Minmay out of nowhere, which is it, wild. It's, it's so weird to me that like he like the the catalyst for for that was a fucking minmay concert poster like maybe like if he was like in his room and like looking at a picture of him with minmay or something but this is just like a mass produced poster that's all over the city right that's that's what triggered him for, to do that well i mean the thing that triggered him was the deaths of his friends that he loved uh well yes but like what what brought about the 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 Minmay resolution was was him hearing Minmay singing and then looking at the poster. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I, like emotionally, he's there because of the deaths, and then he sees it and he's like, "Oh, this is the thing that'll fix me." This is the, like, e- even though it hasn't worked in the past, like I'm starting to take these positive steps by maybe having a relationship with someone that can have time for me and like might appreciate me. I'm going to. I can't even think about it because I'm a fucking dumb teenager. And my hormones tell me to go to go to Minmay. And in fact, I'll, I'll die for, her. you know, like every, everyone I love is dying. May as well die for, for something. For something. Godlike. Yeah. 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 Because like, Minmay is not even a person like to him at this point. Right. Yeah. Like it's just a, a poster on a wall. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to, I mean, um, yeah, so I, I think I think that's interesting. I see where you're coming from, and I don't know. Maybe I'll read something later that's like, yeah, this episode is supposed to come out later. Uh, I think it's it's intentional that uh, they're they're having this reaction um, in, in in the romance after that, and I think it's cool. But um, anyway, let's let, let's uh, talk about those monologues now, huh? Mm-hmm. So the uh, first one is uh, the Misa one. You want to break it down for us? What's what she what's she talking? About? Or sorry, the Lisa one. What's she talking about? In Robotech. Uh, she go. D- does she even have a monologue in in Macross? No, nope, not all. No, so no she's dialogue. She's just whatsoever. like thinking about Kaifun, right? Yep, she's just thinking about Kaifun. Uh, okay, so, oh man, it, it was so weird to me. I just had to, like like. Girl, are you really are you really putting yourself through this right now? Uh, so so how did she start it? She was she was listening to that song, bumming out with Claudia on the bridge, right? Yeah, yeah. And Claudia is just very normal. Uh, boy, yeah, I, yeah. I remember Roy Fokker. Yeah. He's a cool guy. We're taking and, a walk here. And and Lisa, um, in 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 Robotech, 
is like having all these scenes of of specifically uh, Kyle talking during Min May's hospitalization, where he's like, "Yeah, you guys are all fucking military idiots and focusing more on this than we should be thinking about." And Lisa's response is very strange because she's not even like saying something like, "Oh, I'm I'm so in love with them." She's saying like, "Oh, I'm." I'll, I'll never leave the military, even no matter what he says, yeah. which is so odd because like that's just like not a part of her, her character, and like, clearly not what she's thinking about. Yeah, she's just like, no, I'm not going to let him change me. And, and homegirl, you offered him a handkerchief. Come on, it it is so funny because what Robotech is doing here is like watching the show with someone with zero media understanding whatsoever, like even worse than us. You can believe it. Um, a, a failure of, of media criticism beyond our likes, and, and them putting their own really bad reads on every place they can. So, like, they see that scene with with Kai Fu, and they're like, "I bet Misa doesn't want to leave the military. <laughs> I bet that's what's <laughs> happening here." Like, bro, what are you fucking talking about? She's just like holding herself over her desire to stay in the military. Yes, yes. Um, the, the they. Was was the the song that Minmay was singing in the background in that scene? Was it like a similar one, talking about like a guy in the military or something? Right. Uh, I think it was like, vaguely love related. I I try not to pay attention to the the songs that I've already heard the best I can. Oh, uh, it okay. seemed seemed vaguely fitting. Obviously not as fitting as uh, the actual love one from from Macross. Mm-hmm. You know you know what's sad this episode? Um, I I feel like I'm starting to like like the Robotech songs a little bit. I'm getting I'm getting kind of Minmay pilled, as they say. Uh, I, I'm going the other way, and I'm liking the Macross songs more. I mean, no, I I just I like those quite a bit in the beginning, anyway. But when uh, like at the end when she's singing, and it's like not the the studio version, I think it's just the actress doing it. I think she's mm-hmm. she got a little bit better than than when she was when she first recorded these. I could be wild. I, I that I mean, could be could, incorrect. Could be. Uh... The, that same thing happened in uh, in dub Macross. Yeah. Uh, where, like, but it was weird because it's it's the same uh, same actor, right? She's just singing or, or doing the 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 sing parts, the singing parts uh, of the same song, but like it cuts between the the song she did thirty years ago and then like her trying to do it now That's or weird. then. And like oh. the difference is, is super a hundred percent noticeable, huh? That she's that she's much older now. That, like, you know, nothing really wrong weird. with that. It's yeah. just it's not it's noticeable, huh? Yeah, they should have. Uh, I don't know. Anime anime is expensive. I, I guess I don't know how you fix that. You just like re-record the whole song that way. I mean, uh, yeah. I guess I guess they can't just yeah. keep. Uh, anyway, yeah, not important. Not important. Uh, so the, the the next weird one is that uh, another kind of. Uh, I, I think this one is ten times weirder than the other one. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you want to go into it? This uh, okay. So, Kaifun is is like creepy, staring at Minmay on on the stage, uh, going on about how she's exceptionally beautiful today. Yeah, and and, and Kaifun says that as well as Kyle, right? Uh, they both say yes. Yeah, I, I think they maybe like word it slightly differently, but. Uh, he gets mad about like I can't I couldn't quite figure out where he was coming from, but he's like he's like giving her the stink eye on the stage there. Yes, and uh, he almost like 
he almost feels like super jealous about how successful Minmay is instead right. of, and like uh, and then how all these people are paying attention to her instead of his anti anti war ideals or whatever right and, and this is very much like ambiguous in Macross. You don't know why he's staring the way he is, or he's just like an intense sort of guy. Yeah. Um, but but they really, you know, I don't want to say spell it out because you know what, what we just said about media criticism and Robotech understanding the source material here. But um, they, they do have an idea in Robotech. Uh, I mean, it, I I, th- I think just it's it's one of the the ticks that Robotech has where they need. To just fill in silence, like I, I feel like they they don't let a scene like breathe. They need right. to have dialogue going at all times, right? Uh, and, and, and we we should say uh, what Kyle says in Robotech specifically is that he um he he's 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 like jealous. He's jealous that the Minmay is getting attention when the war is raging on around them, and it, it makes him angry. Um, and it also there's a huge like uh, whiplash because immediately afterward when when she's singing, um, he's like, "Oh, you're awesome in me. I knew you could do it. I believed in you." And it's so weird. Um, yes. and, and something that does not I- exist in in Macross in that way because he doesn't actually say anything. Um, so I don't know. I, like from like, do you agree with Robotech? Are you a Robotech agreeer? Do you think that's what he was actually thinking about? Like that's what we we're supposed to get as the audience? Or what do you think he was thinking about? Uh. Well, I can tell you, I watched Macross first, and yeah. I I did not think that's what he was thinking. <laughs> what was your impression? I just thought like he was he was being intense as he usually is, yeah, like because he's he's a lot of times he's needlessly intense. Yeah, that makes more sense, honestly. So I I, I don't know if 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 the Robotech is doing the thing where they talked about like. Hikaru being into Misa like 10 episodes before it actually uh, materialized. And we're going to see this later on, or they're just making stuff up like they do sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it even does, maybe they just wanted like a cool face to have because they do like the, the painter transition thing, where, like it transitions from like a, a frame of animation to like a kind of a painted, like a pencil painted drawing still. Cell. Yeah. They like, yeah. you usually get like at the end of an episode. Yeah. But this time you got it into the going into the commercials. Yeah, yeah that, that that could be it. Who knows? I mean, yeah, like that was that was a particularly intense going to commercial bit. So maybe they just like you're right. They they had to fill, fill it in with something they they felt was appropriate. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I I have my own ideas too about what Macross is is trying to push there with that image. Uh, it it is you know of course I'm poisoned by knowledge, informed by by how stuff goes. Um. But I do think it is the sense of like. Um, let's say like like a a dog owner looking at their dog. You know, this is like a, a sort of um, like like a sense of ownership almost. Like like is what the sternness might represent. Like like someone who see like yeah, because he's he's like her manager in, in a lot of ways. You know, like very much in control of her life. And I think that's maybe what we're supposed to get from from that point of view there. Yeah, I mean, like he like he we almost only exclusively see him like handling Minmay. Yes, like I can't think of, of any other context we've seen them in. Right. Yeah. Th- this is not a relationship between them that is like healthy or equal in any way. Um, and, and so, like, I think that what what you know we're, we're talking a lot about um, silence, but uh, like what what the show. I mean, this is more interesting than what Robotech puts out, I guess. But 
you know, like what, like we're seeing their relationship through Kaifun's eyes. And it's, it's one that is like, not one that is full of joy or, or, or happiness. It is like one that it is like a job to him, one that requires focus and concentration. Um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. I think have that, that thing there. Any, any further thoughts? Uh, not on, not on that scene. I think that's pretty okay. much it. Uh, another, another thing where I think they just added more dialogue was the opening narrator bit. I think oh, yeah. the, the Robotech narrator said like twice as many words to communicate the same thing. Uh, That's Robotech. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, keep a, keep an eye out to see if, uh, if I'm just seeing things or if they are, or if they do have a need to fill in the silence. I mean, that's, that's just obvious. That's, that's, that's the show so far. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with you there, Manny. But, but like, are there scenes where they leave it alone? Cause I don't think there are like any at all, any at all. Like any time that there's like a little bit of silence in Macross just to let something breathe. They, they need to tell you. I mean, I guess that's what, that's what I was saying, but I'm just saying, is there, is there times where it doesn't happen? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna watch out for silence. Silence, watch. Here we go. Yeah, we're not gonna stay silent any longer about silence. Silence. Uh, yeah, and yeah, the, the Milia stuff is cool. I guess we'll see that later. Not a lot to it. It, it was pretty cool. Max is doing all those cool b-ball, uh, like dance uh, moves. Huh? I, I guess they uh, they couldn't pay the the Max Japanese voice actor. Like he didn't say anything. They, they 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 dubbed in some lines. That's that's more silence that they filled in uh, with with Max's Robotech actor Can't saying bark. a couple of lines. Yeah. Where whereas Macross Max didn't say a single word. Snake in the Arctic. Sometimes you have to do sick dance moves to attract frogs. Uh, why Master. why were the why were those sick dance moves needed? I th- I mean he was just showing off. He was styling on these guys, right? Yeah. He, he was styling. He was cool. He was like, "Oh, there's a concert going on. Everyone's everyone came here to see his show." I, I think I think he knew Melia was watching. Was Do you think off. Master Miller could teach Snake about dancing? Yeah, uh, you know, even even with the missing leg. <laughs> Master, where I, I punched Liquid Snake in the leg, and now it looks like you have a limp. What's going on? Well, I mean, he has a limp because he doesn't. He's missing uh, a leg, Master uh, Miller, actual uh, Master Miller. Yeah, Rustin. I haven't played. Um, I haven't played Peace Walker or, or Five yet, so I don't. I think. I think Master Miller still had his legs. Did you spoil me? Something uh, happened to those games? He he had him in Peace Walker. He had both legs in Peace Walker. Uh, he did not in, in MGS Five. Oh, was it like off screen? It happened. Uh, off screen, yes, yes. Yes, you, okay. you didn't see the leg actually coming off. Oh, but like you, you know what, like what happens? Yes, it's like the first okay. mission in MGS Five. Oh, okay, I see. All right, well, spoilers for MGS Five. Um, I'll probably get around to. Hey, that games. game came out like ten years ago. Your 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 fault here. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, I'll uh, get around to that game eventually. Anyway, what what is a protoculture generator? <laughs> I think that's like porn. Uh, that that's a valid answer. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> okay. Just like just, is that just like Pornhub? 
Yeah, porn, pornhub.co. Uh, generates was, a I lot of a weird thing for Exadol to say. What, like, what is that? Have they mentioned that before? No. No, I don't think so. One thing I did I did notice was in in Macross they said uh Baldoza Badolza said, Oh, these people are the protoculture. And in in Robotech, he said, Oh, they found the protoculture. Right. Huh. Just a small difference to note. Interesting. Are they ever going to mention the one million ships again? They're out there. They're hanging out. They're like playing some some like ping pong competitions. They're not fixing glass. They kind of fixed glass this episode. You see that? They fixed what? The the glass that like what Max was had broke in the Zentradi um ship. No, that thing is still broken. No, they they put a TV in the middle there. Oh yeah, because he he came in <laughs> through the room there. No, yeah, they they, 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 they just attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were sitting they there. They just attached the TV. They just like, listen, we we're not going to fix this. Let's just like hang a plasma screen TV in here. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> a good thing they didn't fix it because now there's a giant hole in the front of the ship. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, they're they're thinking ahead, but I did just think that was really funny. Like, can you imagine, like, you, like the most bachelor behavior possible in this world? It's like you have a broken window for like three months, and like you finally go over there, like, bro, we fixed it. And you get get there and like they just put a plasma screen in the middle. Uh, I'm there for it. That's how that's how I would fix it. Yeah. Um, and not see. even like smooth to the to the hole, just like in uh, front of it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty shit. Uh, do you uh, demon Minmay? That's the thing. Yeah. What was up with like? Okay. Okay. This episode in general, all like almost every single time that Minmay showed up. Minmay had bad eyes, almost like dead eyes. Uh, she wasn't the only one that had this problem this episode. You know, uh, Miria had it a couple times. I think uh, uh, maybe Misa. A lot of background characters were just like doodles. It's like simple doodles. But at at the very end, when, when Minmay is like cleaning up the blood on Kaifun's face, her eyes are just black. There's just like empty darkness in there. What is it's going like on? Like engineer from earlier. Uh, yeah, but like worse. Because like it's, a, it's bigger because she's a lady, so they give her bigger eyes. Yeah. I think it's the, the Cursor Robot Technology has finally infested her. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's it. I, I just have one more note for everything, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like one of the random Robotech guys when they're convincing everyone to defect has a little bit of like a bird person voice to him. As a what person? Uh, a bird, bird person like from Rick and Morty. He's like a very uh, like toe, like even tone guy. Oh yeah. yeah. I think I know. Yeah. I think I know you're talking about. Yeah. But before we enter the enemy ship, we have to become Micronians. Braun, you know how to work the conversion machine well enough? No. Maybe I can. All right, and that's uh, what. What are your remaining notes? You got any remaining notes for this pair of episodes, Manny? Head banging sound effect. Do you know what that that's referring to? No. Uh, in that in that scene where Hikaru is bumming out, he bangs his head like on a on a uh, like a windowsill or something. Oh, uh, and there's no sound in Macross, but there's like a, a banging sound in Robotech. That's funny. I'll that's add all. that. I'll, I'll I'll add the bang. Hashtag add the bang. 
Hey, Editing Shane here. We're about to talk about banging. So I did not add the bang as requested from prior non-editing Shane. And why did that happen, you ask? Why instead am I here to talk briefly a fun fact? It turns out this banging is in fact exclusive to the newly edited DVD releases of Robotech. It was not a scene in the original broadcast cut, which I am watching. So 20-something episodes in, the first real difference that we actually bothered to notice, aside from cutting away boobs and stuff like that. Fascinating. Why do they add this back in? I guess why do they cut it out in the first place? I don't know. But not even a scene. They they cut directly out from the pre-banging to the other stuff. God, this show, the premise for this show, huh? Okay, well, back to normal, the rest of the episode. There's not a lot left. Not a lot left of the episode. You know, it's it's sad. These two guys don't have a lot to talk about about this episode. What are we going to do? What are you going to do with the rest of your evening? You know, listen to old Editing Shane? Editing Shane's podcast? You don't want to listen to that. I don't got nothing fun to say. All right, get back, get back. Have fun, kids. Have fun out there. Uh, they cut out the second uh, Min May Doll song. You know, where, where uh, one of the guys... Presses the switch on the Min May doll to switch songs. Oh yeah, what what bullshit? Yeah, right. They cut that out. Not cool. It's awesome. Cool. I, I and I'm I'm like relatively positive that it's just because they didn't have another Min May song in Robotech. I mean, they have multiple ones. I feel, I feel like they have two, and they they used one in the beginning and one at the end. Yeah, you're right. They don't have three yet. Don't they? Would they have um, uh, my time to be a star? What was the Shao Pai Long one? That the little white dragon was that also time to be a star? Who cares? I think that's time to be a star. Yeah. Ro- Ro- Robotech's usage of songs are so much worse. Like not like obviously the songs are bad, but also like just the way that they're used. Um, because they don't have enough or whatever, or just like they their their choices are so much less impactful. Yeah, uh, like they had to use. Like the same two songs for for like every every like emotional beat they have to hit, and it, they just yeah. it, they don't fit for anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> which is bad, but also kind of hilarious. Yeah, sad. All right, well, that was the episode. Uh, join us, join us next time. We're gonna watch another two episodes. That will be in episode twenty three. Boy, howdy, Manny. Um, yeah. Before before we go, I. It, did want to ask Manny, what's like your your end game predictions at this point? How do you think things are going to go? Uh, well, there's like 14 episodes left, and yeah, there's already like Zentradi defecting, so I I can't really see what like I feel like the Zentradi defecting are like is something that should happen like three episodes before before the finale. So I'm not sure where they're going to go from here. The audience demands you give a more comprehensive answer. Show me the ending of Macross and Robotech, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I feel I feel like the the big bad is gonna end up being Badolza, but he's gonna lose a lot of his people. So I think he's gonna end up with, with like uh what's that guy's name? Chiron? What's his what's yeah, his Chiron? I think that's going to be his like number one guy and he's going to lose pretty much everybody else to either death or defection. Okay. And it's, and it's going to be like 30% of the Zentradi forces against uh, sided with Macross 
against the rest of the Zentradi stuff. All right, that's that's a good so good guess. Zentradi Civil War. Yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, excited excited to see it. Uh, I remember this. Let's Matt Macross. Pretty good, pretty good show. Uh, unfortunately, we have to watch uh, a bad show with it. Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's say a mid a mid show every every week too. But uh, yeah, Macross, I mean, they can only mess it up so much, right? It's still yeah. Macross down there. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, we're. Um, I think I, I speak for for all of us when I say I think Macross is pretty damn good. Um, yeah. Uh, then, one last thing, I think I think Captain Global should have seen that it was a trap. Like the 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 Britai ship was like aligned perfectly, and there was like all the other ones were surrounded him to to not be able to get out. Yeah, should have seen it was a trap. Come on, buddy. If, more, if you, this is this is more bad, Captain Global. He needs to be like watch some Legends of the Galactic Heroes to get tactics brained a little more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Good. Good guess. Uh, do you ha- what? What about death wise? You know, you you guessed uh, Ben Dixon's death nearly on the spot. Like perfectly. Who who do you do you think anyone else is gonna eat it? And if so, who? Who's eating it? Oh man. I, I think we've lost as as much on on the Macross side as we're gonna lose. Okay. Like, I, I think they drove home the point with, with the two back to back deaths. All right. So I think I think we're just gonna start losing bad guys left and right. right. Uh, either to death or defection. The the two worst things you can do, death and defecate. I'm sorry, I said that. Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for for joining us today. Uh, exciting round. Uh, Macross is cool. Uh, leading a cultural revolution is is very funny and and cool. Uh, shout out to Blue Wind. Cool, cool little guys. Uh, any any final words for the audience? Meaning words of wisdom of love. Uh. What do I have? What do I have? Wisdom and love. Prepare for ramming speed. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, I love you. Y- you love me? Remember, Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collins.